0: Okay, so so there are sharks in the water as well, <laughs> and Nicholas Cage. Yeah, as well as dying soldiers, there are sharks and Nicholas Cage. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. Oh, you twat. (laughs) Right, come on, one more time. Hi, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, we're chatting about film. It's the Guys on Film 2016 Year in Review Part 2 podcast. Two, 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 two. Yeah, that's actually quite like um, the intro to a video game I remember. The first ever music maker on... uh, Uh Oh, sorry, the, the Music Generator... Music 2000? Music 2000? No, that's on uh, a Look Around You episode. <laughs> no, ah, uh, MTV right. Music Generator 2. and yeah. It had a guy when, <laughs> like, there's this sort of, like, jazzy video at the start of it. Yeah. And it had this DJ, and he'd be like, like, it'd say, MTV Music Generator 2. And then he would, like, point at the screen, like, four different times. Like, the camera would cut to different angles of him going, 2, 2. Two. Okay, yeah. so in this episode we're continuing last week's uh deep 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 dive. It's a double dip, deep, deep dive into yeah. twenty sixteen and its movies. This is the cliffhanger response episode um, for all those people who are on emotional and biannual tenter hooks.
1: And bienal tenter hooks.
0: Yeah, bi bianus hooks. They're going to hear what the um, climax of that whole thing is, uh, which is basically the last six months of films, many of which Ollie and I haven't seen.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So we're going to go through July, August, September, have a little bit of an intermission and have our year scores. Ooh. Uh, That's the combination of our life scores
1: for the entire year. Okay. Okay.
0: And then head on into October, November and December.
1: I've just got a little bit of housekeeping to do before um, we plough on. That's interesting, because I do too.
0: Housekeeping. Okay,
1: Um, so I watched Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Okay. Which is one of the ones that I hadn't seen in part one, but I've seen it now. Yeah. And it was really weird, because it was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, but I didn't expect it to be that. It's basically a really earnest, straight-up adaptation, but condensed to 90 minutes of Pride and Prejudice with great sets, really good acting, brilliant costumes, all that kind of stuff, but it also had Zombies in it. And I think that's my main criticism of it, is that it just was weird. It wasn't what I expected, yet it was what it was advertised as.
0: That's funny because that's actually made me want to see it more. Yeah. Because it sounds weird. I thought it would have been a more, obviously, like five minutes of formalities and then basically a zombie film with costumes.
1: No, it is the story of Pride and Prejudice with Mr. Darcy and, um, you know, all the suitors and lieutenants and all that kind of stuff all kicking off lots of romance but then every now and again they'll just be like stoving in a few zombie heads it's not gory enough it's it's way not zombie enough um and kind of having a condensed version of pride and prejudice all, also kind of seems weird as well cuz it's such a big story it's not tongue-cheek enough no it really isn't tongue-cheek enough um it's not gory enough but it's still really good. I mean, I still think it's actually pretty good. Um, it's way better than I thought it would be. And, and that's because, the you know, all the sets and the uh, costumes and the acting is all absolutely superb.
0: The sets are delightful. The acting is delightful. The costumes are delightful.
1: But yeah probably the weakest part of it is the and zombies bit i'd say but mm, it was it was worth a watch so i also um had a gander at pop star never stop never stopping Go on. uh loved it thought it was thought it was great as good as i'd hoped it would be it was just a very funny uh spinal tap-esque popumentary i suppose rockumentary popumentary it was it was good yeah i i loved it i loved all the cameos and it was i think i've heard that zoolander 2 is a bit is a bit dump and this felt like maybe a good version of that sort of world with all the mad cameos and you know vain kind of personalities in it i, I enjoyed it loads of good jokes in it 100% well worth a watch um, and the next one i've seen is actually coming up in in our in our uh, july section so I'll leave it there. That's my housekeeping done.
0: Okay, I have one uh, piece of housekeeping that's actually in relation to the Christmas episode. Oh. Let's go on the way back machine. Use our time knife to cut our way back through time. Do you remember okay. when I asked you... Um, in fact, no, I just commented on the fact that It's a Wonderful Life is a film that I would watch every year, and uh, yep. I think it's great. Your response and I went. Your, <sighs> No, you went oh okay, as yep. if you had no idea about what it was
1: mm, i do Do know you what know, it, know no. what it is i i do um i I don't think I've ever seen it. I would watch it, but um <sighs> Mate. I would watch Oh, uh, sorry, you know, I've got some glaring gaps in my. Uh, film viewing history yeah I just I haven't I haven't seen it
0: that's what I wanted to uncover and it feels like it you've needs, uncovered it it needs to be added through your watch list
1: yeah it will be okay uh, should it can I can I watch it um, soon or will it have to be in next Christmas now
0: I think you've got basically a day or so before everything becomes New Year's related um, yeah uh, although okay. obviously this is coming out at the end of the first week of January so it's already yeah, 2017 sure. Okay. Uh, but you have, with your time knife, basically a day or so to to
1: get it done. Go back in time and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good.
0: Okay, so uh, I wanted to kick this off not by jumping straight into July, um, but talking about Lee throughs my Scientology movie because I think basically it came out in 2015, but nobody was able to see it because of the yeah. fact that it was just premiered somewhere hit some cinemas and then didn't properly come out in cinemas until this year and then it was very quickly released to like Netflix or Amazon or something like that so widely available now so I think we've both seen it I've seen it yeah thoughts you've certainly
1: seen it Um, yeah do do you want to give me your thoughts first and I'll interrupt you Uh,
0: yeah that'd be great that would be you know standard (coughs) I'm sorry I have a bit of a sore throat and cold Sore (laughs) sore muscles as well (laughs) Um, okay Uh, I mean I saw it I just like kind of instinctively like the stuff that uh, Louis Theroux does his document I mean he's got uh, he's got a good personality and he is funny yeah Um, Yeah. and I think the fact that I already know that I like him as a guy um,
1: yeah I like him as
0: a guy makes me want to like his films more but this I haven't seen Going Clear but I hear that it has a lot more detail uncovered in
1: it um, now, I have seen Going Clear, and okay. it has got a lot more detail, yeah. So
0: it just sort of renders this somewhat pointless. Like, he's impersonally, he's having people meticulously recreate some aspects of what it is to be a part of Scientology um, and, and recreating some of uh, the sort of maniacal, bad elements of what was meant to be
1: um, one of the guy's characters. I can't remember the name... Um, who is he? Um, yeah, Miscavige. 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 Louis Thoreau. Yeah. Louis
0: Theroux. Louis Thoreau. And his wonderful duvet augmenting line of uh, <laughs> fleecy blankets. <laughs> so they recreate all the nastiness supposedly of uh, Miscavige, who's Tom Tom Cruise's best buddy. I saw a documentary, uh, not a documentary, I, I listened to a, a podcast. <laughs> Couldn't be much really? different. Uh, that Joe Rogan did with throw through through and uh, he basically said that his feeling was that he didn't want to give away all the details of everything because you wouldn't force other religions to do things that are specifically against their religion, and since Scientology yeah. is basically free to play religion, where you pay to learn secret, giving them away ultimately devalues their whole um, value structure. So he didn't want; he was uncomfortable doing it. So that yeah. maybe makes his film make a bit more sense. But mm. as far as just a standard punter watching it, you kind of like, what's all this about? And yeah. it ultimately sort of ends with not much of a payoff. I mean, like it's thrilling to see some of like the madness like when they when they go off to film some aspects of stuff yep and then they walk out of the studios that they're filming in the actual real life altercations that they have with Scientologists are probably the best best yep. of the film yeah yeah and those are interesting to watch unfold but they're pretty few and far between really I don't know it's probably the least satisfyingly through dec- uh, documentary that um, I've seen most of the stuff he does for BBC <laughs> and Netflix
1: and so on you kind of he's, he's pretty, a bit more hard hitting yeah
0: and also I think you know he's he's got clear access there where he can say and do pretty much what he needs to to get the narrative out of it
1: I think what will probably my main opinion on it if, I, <laughs> if I'm allowed a main opinion my top number one opinion um, <laughs> I enjoyed watching it so that's that's great. I wish there was a little bit more Louis in it. Do you know what I mean? I, th- I, th- I wish there was a little bit more questioning that he, he could have done. There was a lot of the acting and the and representing these mad things that go on inside the Church of Scientology, like it's a bunch of gremlins in the cinema, sort of weirdness going on. And, and there's obviously that one scene at the end where he's with the guy who's spilling all the beans, and he's outside in his garage, and you know, and he's calling Luther a piece of shit and you know blah 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 and that that was kind of like the realist moment in the whole thing you know that that sort of near breakdown of that relationship was the height of the documentary i think that you know it was you know pretty tense to watch um as far as this, i think
0: this, this documentary is concerned that was the aggressive semi
1: of, of yeah of the piece <laughs> that's right yeah maybe it just should have not been a film if it, i think if it was a a made for netflix thing or if it was just the um, a special on BBC or something you, you wouldn't, I don't think you'd really be picking it apart so much I think it's just that it, it's like my Scientology movie that's you know been at Cannes and been at the cinema I think you kind of expect maybe a little bit more, Yeah. Uh, you know I still really enjoyed it but may- maybe uh, expectations were a little bit higher because it was a film film a or a, bull- a documentary movie. film, yeah, yeah. so uh, I still really enjoyed it but add through your watch list going clear uh, it's a very good documentary pretty uncomfortable viewing for the most part but you know very good and a good companion piece I, I don't want to take anything away from my Scientology movie because I, I still really enjoyed it but it's just a, a different documentary I think you watch them both side by side and in, enjoy them both but
0: uh, I don't want to take anything away it was a great companion
1: no. piece actually you know, um, um, <laughs> um, you know uh, if Louis Thoreau is listening then um, I'd love to buy one of your lovely knitted Throws (laughs)
0: okay july yes so we're into summertime we are getting into the
1: meat of it we're sweating yeah uh we've got crotch we've got a crotch sauce on the go crotch dip
0: yeah and uh, Uh, we're we're sweating on tubes we're all spraying uh sun lotion on our arms we're putting on ray-bans and wearing the shortest of naughty shorts okay first one did you see it Legend of Tarzan no okay BFG no okay me neither but I really want to and really my, I don't know I'm not bothered I've heard it's excellent and um, <sighs> who's who's been telling you that Chil- children well my my niece has got it and I want to watch
1: it with her cool. Uncle- Oh, cool, Ian, the BFG is really funny. He is a big man, and he is bigger than the other man.
0: Well, one, your impressions are problematic, and we will come back to that. <laughs> Two, this little girl is Scottish, not English. Ian! <laughs> and 3 I'm step away. Why would you deny the magic of Roald Dahl and Steven Spielberg?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh mate, it's just a—it's just a big fucking man. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> it's slightly more to do with the magic of uh, the telling yeah. of the story, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, I. Yeah, maybe it'll be good. I, yeah, I really no, want. yeah. Look, no. I judge things. I judge things on the marketing and the and the trailer and what I think. And I and it didn't sell it to me. I didn't think it looked that good. What can I say? Mm. I love most of Spielberg's films. Well, that, I grew up on I grew up on Dahl. Okay. What can I say? Well... My children have probably seen it.
0: And they probably love it. Why don't you get their opinions on it? Okay, next, the Purge election year.
1: Seen it. 100% throwaway. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how throwaway this particular one is. Really quickly on this one then. So, the Purge one, I thought it was a really good idea. So, basically... Purge. Every year, for some reason that, to be honest with you, I can't be asked to try and remember... For for one night, I think it's maybe like eight hours or something like that. You are allowed to commit pretty much any crime, including murder, in a, in the United States. I don't think you can you can do the, any sex crimes. I think they're they're not allowed. But you can you can murder, you can rob, you can do all these things. And it's basically supposed to one get all the aggression out of people, and, and two uh, reduce population numbers, and thus the economy is booming. So the first one you don't see hardly any of that going on and it's all set inside one house with a, like Assault and Precinct 13 style attackers trying to get into this highly fortified home so I was a bit disappointed because I wanted to see more of the what are you doing
0: oh sorry mate I'm just having a bit of uh, Christmas chocolate
1: carry on are you finished carry on is it Toblerone no it's like honeycomb honeycomb <laughs> honeycomb <laughs> Oh, mate, Uh, moving on, I don't want to know. So the first one is set in his house, I was disappointed, wanted to see more of The Purge on the streets. The second one gave me that, so it was more on the streets, and you, you got to see a lot more of that. It still wasn't great, but the third one was pretty much exactly the same thing again. On the streets, people running away, maybe higher stakes because... The the person that is being hunted down is some sort of government official. Your main man, who is the punchy, shooty dude, Frank Grillo, he's pretty good. I like him. But, like, two points is that, one, if John Carpenter had have made this, like, a year after he'd made Escape from New York, it would have been fucking brilliant. It would have been absolutely amazing. And, like, guaranteed it would have been dark and it would have been brutal. Yep. Yeah. Agre- agree. Basically, it's all style, no substance, and no kind of grimness to it. Um, it's almost kind of like they're the designers and the writers are thinking about these tryhard people they can have roaming the streets, all the different costumes they can have, and making them well weird. Um, there's one scene in the third one where they're driving past an alleyway, and someone's being executed via guillotine, and and it just doesn't look. It, it basically doesn't make any sense because you've got it build and erect a guillotine whilst everyone else is shooting each other. It just doesn't seem plausible. And then there's other people driving around with cars with fairy lights attached to them. I don't know. Great concept, but pretty squandered, I think.
0: You know, the one thing I would say about it is just that the when you mentioned John Carpenter as the reference point for what it could have been. Um, Escape, yeah. from, Escape from New York is a good um, example, but also...
1: That's why I said that. Okay, so that's
0: a good example, Ollie. Okay, thank you. 8.5 out of 10. No, but the other thing I was going to say is uh, Manhunt. For anyone that's ever played Manhunt, the video game...
1: Yeah, amazing,
0: amazing. Totally. I think the reason I think of that is because in The Purge, they seem to be, like, dressing all the characters up with these, like, stupid masks and stuff. And there are kind of these clans in Manhunt where... Um, they all come chasing after you and they all have this sort of like distinct look and they're all like, really uh-huh. nasty looking but yeah. it's it's a game show so there's at least a plausible reason why there would be sort of people coming chasing down this person and you know whatever anyway
1: but yeah in the purge it's like they're spending a whole year making a weird pig mask with led fairy lights in the snout and and then going out and killing people and it, I, I don't know Really throwaway. It's the most probably one of the most throwaway films I've seen this year.
0: Let's purge Maybe. it from this podcast and move on to yeah. the Secret Life of Pets.
1: While yeah, I get one Enjoyed more it.
0: bit of honeycomb.
1: Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Good. Good film. Great kids' film. Some funny jokes in it. Louis C.K. was one of the voices in it. Okay. Uh, Kevin Hart was Excellent. another voice. Just really good. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Any, good. Anything more? No. Okay. Just really liked it, it's very very good. I thought it looked great, I haven't seen it, so we'll move on. Yeah.
0: Uh The Infiltrator with Brian Cranston no. Negative. Negativo for me. Apparently it's quite good. Uh, we'll try and add it to our watch list, I guess. If anyone by the way, my mouth is half full of honeycomb. <laughs> If anybody does have an opinion on any of the films that we're just going, nah, mate, um, yeah. they should tell us on Have you seen it? Nah. Nah, mate. Fuck off. <laughs> I didn't fucking put the time in, did you? So if anyone else has bothered to put the time in to research what we're covering as our podcast content, then please feel free to tell us on Facebook or any other method. Facebook. Yeah. com forward slash guys on film. Okay. Yeah. Ghostbusters.
1: Ollie. Probably the most controversial film of the year for all the wrong reasons. Watched it at the cinema with the kids. I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was thought it was good. Had a couple of problems with it. Didn't like, as you can probably guess, the Holtzman character, which is very quirky character and it, it, it didn't work for me, you know, but that's that's obviously my thing there. I know a lot of people do like that character. All in all, I actually quite like the film. I thought it was we all enjoyed it, basically. Um can't say much more than that. I thought it was pretty funny. But we watched it again the other night and it was the extended edition with all all the shit that they chopped out and it makes it a much worse film, okay. basically. All the stuff that they've left in it was chopped out for a really good reason and that's that it has no bearing on the plot whatsoever. All the new jokes are essentially ad-libs okay. that should have just gone. They've got nothing to do with the story uh, whatsoever. There's a couple of hard swearing bits in it as well which was which came as a bit of a surprise because I didn't know I didn't check the parents guide there's a couple of weird dance numbers in it um and it's just a, a much much worse film with all these new bits in it so I'd say watch the cinematic one if you're going to watch one don't watch the
0: don't watch the extended one because it's essentially the sequel to hardware hard swear
1: yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, a couple of weird sweary bits in it. But, yeah, look, it's it's all right. We we all laughed at the same bits. There's, you know, there's a... What's his face? Uh, Thor. What's his name? <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name. What's his name? Thor, you know. Thor. I'm, I'm just
0: going to let you stew on Thor.
1: Yeah, anyway, Thor. Hem, he's well funny. Hemsworth. Hem, Hem, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. He's He's... He's really good in it. He? He's like basically like a dumb blonde male receptionist and but I enjoyed it regardless anyway, so I do I do recommend having a having a watch. Okay. Don't think it was don't think it was terrible basically. I'm going to
0: skip Ice Age con- Collision Course because whatever. It look, yeah. Star Trek Beyond. now I'd also like to mainly skip this because we haven't seen it. Yeah. But uh, I would also like to suggest that maybe we have a Star Trek episode.
1: Um, I've only seen like one (laughs) I've seen quite a lot of them well if you want to do it then you can you can uh, you can head that one up
0: I think we need to watch a bunch of them Um, and I think uh, there are a lot that I still need to see but I've like pretty much every Star Trek film I've watched I've gone okay well I'll give this a bash and then I watch it and I go yeah that was pretty good Okay. Almost everyone. Um Okay, shall we move on from Star Trek? Yeah. Swiss Army Man, did you see that?
1: I uh, wanted to see it, but I, I never got around to it because I don't live anywhere where there's... Basically, we've got an Odeon just down the road. But not an arts-based cinema. We've got the Warwick Art Centre, but, you know, it's fairly inconvenient.
0: Okay, so that's a fairly inconvenient view. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i quite wanted to see as well once i heard what it was actually about i thought it was brilliant
1: i might skip a few more actually um yeah let's do that look the more we skip the better
0: bad mums is supposed to be great whatever next
1: Nah. um jason bourne not gonna give that the time of day jason bourne fucking awful yeah really mate it looks so bad it's paul greengrass again don't care that's, so. that's surprising, because you like action nonsense, and this is... He doesn't really do action nonsense, and that didn't look like... It looked like boring action nonsense. I liked i, I liked United 93. I think that's a good film. I don't, I've never liked any of the Jason Bourne films.
0: I liked the first two, certainly, and then the third no. one got a little bit boring, and then the one with the other guy was shit, really, shit. This one looks like it'd be all right. No. And also, they mention, I mean, the thing that probably puts me off it is that it's gotten, like, too serious. So they mention, like, yeah. Edward Snowden and stuff. It's like, whoa, serious.
1: Oh, mate, this is grounded in reality now. <laughs> and also, seeing <laughs> in the cinema, just like, oh, mate, I have heard of that Snowdon guy. He is a hacker. <laughs> hey, he is. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Nudging the person next to you. Oh, that is Tehaker Who <laughs> is in the place now. Who can't now go out just and have an burger.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to add that to my watch list. I'll watch it and then I'll let people know what I, what I think of it. Especially
1: you. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. God help m- me. Dog. Did you see this? That will be a no. Okay. But I know that you were banging on about it.
0: I wasn't banging on about it. I saw. I <laughs> saw it. <laughs>
1: well, that's enough. That's enough for me. Okay, so I saw this. Ollie. I I saw this film. Stop banging on about it, mate. Jesus Christ! If I can keep you down.
0: Um, <laughs> right. So I saw this with friend of the podcast uh, Peter and a few other folks. Um, yeah. And I think. Him and I both liked it. So I saw it. It's split into three parts. It's kind of disjointed, but I guess that's kind of the point of it. Well, the point of splitting it into sort of three chapters with three different sets of cast members and they're all just bound together by this dog and its existence Um, so part one you have Julie Delpy and her family and she's kind of like a horrible sort of self-centred mother that would probably rather go to yoga classes than hang out with her son so they get their son a dog or at least that's my interpretation of it then the next character is somehow uh, the dog is inherited by, I can't remember the name of the actress Um, Anyway, Danny DeVito is it Danny DeVito in the second section? I can't remember Danny DeVito is one of the other characters he's a school lecturer high school lecturer or like university lecturer or something and uh, he has like his life issues and stuff and the dog kind of like helps him through that but again like kind of no
1: real massive point to it uh, would you say his life score at the start of his section is maybe like a three or a four
0: yep and then he gets the dog and it shoots up to like I don't know seven and a half based on the fact that the dog hard seven the dog the dog basically does nothing and then the dog's inherited by Greta Gerwig I've just looked her up and Kieran Culkin who's the bed bed pisser in Home Alone yeah overall I thought it was like quite good fun there's some quite dark jokes in it there's a sort of melancholy section to the end of it that's quite
1: um, is there a border melancholy bit in it
0: Okay, based on that, we're moving on. Okay. So we're done with July. Wiener Dog for me is probably like 6.57? Yeah, sure. Okay, August. Suicide Squad. <sighs> all right, Lord. Oi, I know that you have things to say about that. Shall we rally through the rest of August and then come back to it? Yes. Okay, Sausage Party. No. <sighs> me neither. Looks all right. Let's move on. Hell or High Water. I saw...
1: Did you I see? didn't but no but I'm up for it I like uh, Chris Pine think he's good so yeah. up five it
0: yeah I thought it was really good it has has uh, Jeff Bridges in it as well um, yeah. and Ben Foster they play brothers who are kind of on the run from old sheriffs and uh, it's great it's kind of like a western without any real horses in it there's a little bit of an <laughs> homage it's robot ones <laughs> no that's Westworld um, oh yeah oh shit I just gave away what Westworld is spoiler (laughs) spoiler alert there's a little bit of an homage in the middle of it where like they're trying to drive their cars through an intersection that's like um, covered in cows (laughs) and there's a cowboy trying to like sort of like um, corral them along sort of thing but yeah it's good I actually at the time that I saw it I thought that it was probably my number one movie of the year at that point that jumped in straight ahead of Green Room uh, yeah. which by the way I think is uh, elevated by the performance of Imogen News which is cut, <laughs> cut from the last podcast
1: um, <laughs> you did just go on about it for far too long
0: I mean her haircut is delightful I'm going to cut this delightful. bit so Stop, stop so yeah this jumped in as my number one at the time and then I think subsequently uh, Captain Fantastic jumped in uh, so they're probably my top three uh, but Hell or High Water highly recommended probably an 8.5 or 9 for me
1: okay okay yep thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that
0: we haven't seen Kubo and the Two Strings here it's great no, should probably check out we haven't
1: War yeah, Dogs probably.
0: haven't seen saw the trailer think it looks like absolute garbage don't want to see it fuck it. any up. opinions nah <sighs> wow <laughs> um, Ben Horn.
1: Who? <laughs> oh, no, I know. I did. Don't, don't it breathe. looks awful. It looks. No, Ollie, Ollie, give looked, up. Doesn't matter. Terrible. Doesn't matter. No, Ollie, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Leave out. Leave out. Hold me back. Hold me back. He's talking about it. Uh, don't breathe. Yeah. Don't breathe. Don't breath. Don't breathe. Don't, breath. don't breath. Yeah. It was good. Was it?
0: Did you see it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's um by the director of the evil dead remake it is grim it's it's just really intense non-stop all the way through um, and it it maybe goes a little bit too dark towards the end people who've seen it will know what i'm talking about ian i think i think it's a good film it's just full of like really claustrophobic nail-biting Scenarios, good sound design as well, very good sound design.
0: Now that's quite ironic because this is a film that's essentially been built upon one of the foundations of your sound design woes, which is characters that literally cover their mouth in order to not be audible.
1: No, it's it's not. Well, it is that, but it's also that they say things to themselves like "Don't, don't say, it, don't scream." Oh, just be calm. <laughs> it's just yeah. I, I hate all that sort of stuff. But um, I think I think it's just because of who the main character is. You know, his highly heightened sense of hearing. <laughs> um, they know, obviously, highly heightened it gives the sound designers a little bit of artistic freedom to highlight certain things and it it's makes for um, yeah it makes for a good film gives them really a little bit it. of
0: um, breathing room
1: Breathing room yeah um, yeah it was good but what I would suggest is actually breathing throughout the film because it's a good 80 to 85 minutes um, and not even Sigourney Weaver as a half xenomorph half human uh, would be able to hold her <laughs> breath for that long
0: Human. man okay yeah,
1: so don't do as the film advised because uh, you potentially might uh, not make it you might diead if you don't might, might be fucking diead mate <laughs> okay. okay
0: mechanic resurrection
1: didn't but would <laughs> uh okay agree it, it's because it's it's because it's the stave and i just you know would watch him you know beating people up pretty much
0: the set, the set so. piece with him hanging off the bottom of a glass pool where he's cutting away the bottom of it is kind of yeah. the poster based uh, yeah predicament so that, and
1: it looked that ideal as well so yeah it looked exciting yeah
0: oh that looks ideal um, yeah okay so <laughs> haven't but would oh, yeah uh, your name
1: uh, is Oliver uh, Peter Johnson
0: okay your name <laughs>
1: I've just I've just told you okay what, moving on Bloodfather Mal Gibson's Return yeah to my acting acting return I haven't seen it but um. it's got a good name though mate it looks really good I'm well up for it I might make that my next next watch my next adult watch yeah yeah sounds okay. good
0: uh, do you have the kids with you right now no no negative no okay but you know they're around over this week they're huh? around you've got to pick your moments for Bloodfather yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So
1: Suicide Squad.
0: Sure. Go on. You're really excited about this, Ollie. You've got somewhat of an aggressive semi to get your opinion out on this.
1: Um. Look, I went in the with the
0: trailer.
1: Yeah, and I left. And without, then it was a semi. Yeah. I guess the first bit of marketing, the trailer, I was kind of like, yeah, that could be could be all right. Look, quite, you know, quite funky, quite fresh. Um, and I think I was maybe I maybe defended the look of the Joker instantly I was just like look calm down it's fine it's just a different look I didn't like the tattoos on the face but ultimately I thought he'll be fine it'll it'll be okay it'll be different to Heath Ledger but it should be okay but uh, as time went on as I read about the kind of shit he was doing on on the set and with all the dead pigs and the used condoms, and it, it just pissed me off. And obviously, I went into the film with that feeling. You went into the film with a taste in your mouth, with a taste of honeycomb in my mouth, yep. and it it was bitter. And he was just terrible, Jardley, Jard, Jared Leto. Correct. <laughs> Which one is it, Jarred? Uh, Say it as Jared. You say it. J- well, that's I see it as Jared. So, or Jared. Okay. Um. So he was just awful. He was beyond bad. He was worse than I expected, and I was I was a little bit anti Harley Quinn going in it as well, and her character didn't annoy me as much. Left sort of being okay with her. But Jared Leto, no. There's a moment where he's just he's just sat in this semicircle of knives and guns and all sorts of weapons, and he's spray painted ha 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 all over his house. I just thought, fuck off! No way you'd do that. I don't care.
0: Yeah. So this is actually uh, a really good point for me to bring up something that is. Um, It's a point related to some of the trailers I've seen for movies in 2017. I won't specify which ones, but it's also true of both of the most recent Star Wars films and a whole bunch of other things. But it seems to me that the process of uh, concept art creation for movies now is basically people come up with the set pieces based on what's visually interesting to look at and that thing with the surrounding himself with like hundreds of knives and weaponry and all that sort of stuff with ha 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 printed somewhere yeah that feels like it's come direct from a sort of comic book concept art piece which a bunch of execs said yeah 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 fucking love that yeah that that looks
1: sick oh
0: do that yeah how will it make sense oh mate just do it just have we done it yet excellent throw money at it (laughs) um yeah the same thing is true like I mean one example from the 2017 list is Logan where um, Professor Xavier is in this enormous like satellite dome sort of thing and just lying in a bed really impractically in this like (laughs) awkward like I'm just like okay I can't wait to find out how they can't be asked to explain why that's a thing
1: yeah
0: you'll get into the movie and there'll be no real reason why that's a thing um, I disagree. Uh, okay, I
1: think
0: they'll 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 explain it, but it will ultimately be a way to explain why they made cool the visual. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. more about the visual than it is the reasoning. So yeah. the story is being led by the visuals, and I think that's the same with all the stuff in Suicide Squad. So my main opinion on this, I know I've cut in on you. You're welcome to your time straight afterwards, but it's just that, okay, like, thank you, thank like Harley Quinn. I mean, a whole bunch of the actors in this film I just really didn't like. It was the sort of over-the-top, one-linery stuff that's yeah. just that I don't have time for. But
1: now that's a killer app. That was one of the lines,
0: right? I mean, I just eradicated it from my memory as soon as I saw it. But the specific things I mean are Harley Quinn's shirt that says like "Daddy's Little Monster." And yep. the Joker's stuff—that's like you know his own <laughs> tattoos and all this sort of crap. Yeah,
1: the fact that she- edgy on his forehead,
0: <laughs> <laughs> P- pure mental,
1: <laughs> pure <laughs> mental, <laughs> mate. <laughs> M <M9>. nine. I'm balmy <laughs>
0: <laughs> on his forehead. No, but also just the fact that like uh, Harley Quinn has Daddy's Little Monster as a tattoo. I think somewhere. But also, yeah. it's amazing that she's gone to the bother of having her own, uh, with the, this is within the narrative, her own line of uh, merchandise created that has the same slogan on it. Isn't that, yeah, isn't right. that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's really good.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's also right. good
0: that it ties in perfectly to the shit that DC want to shift after the film has been out. Um, I mean, that's not too implausible. What, that she has a bunch of t shirts printed? Yeah, but it also then makes me think. Well, this character is a complete c nut.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I like, okay. I think that's the take home message from me. Oh,
0: and um, every character is a c nut.
1: I like Will Smith, okay, Will Smith's character, fine. What's
0: his name? Dead Eye,
1: Deadshot, Deadshot. He's just really good at shooting people. Yeah, um, more like dead shit? Dead shit. <laughs> the one, the one thing criticism I had on a, was. This well, it's not the one criticism. Sorry, one of the many criticisms, I, criticisms <laughs> was, I had was that this Harley Quinn character had no purpose. Purpose of this squad that's been set up to deal with this really kind of what the hell is it threat? But uh, it turns other out other than flaunting her butt cheeks, it well, she is a pair of butt cheeks, that seems to be it in the film. However, in the comic books because she has this psychologist psychiatrist background her kind of superpower if you want is to keep the group from fighting and splitting up which you know narratively makes sense as she can keep this group of rebels like together via um psychological tactics that that's what i have learned after the fact that in the film the, the you know she does nothing but kind of walk around in pants and you know have the odd fight and be a bit of a gymnast i suppose I a mean, I, I hated it, I, I, think, it I think
0: the thing is like a joker and harley quinn film could work quite well like basically a good movie for the joker to be in without batman really appearing too much yeah where you'd spend pretty much the entirety of it watching that Unfold, but when you spend 40 minutes trying to do like music video style unveilings of the characters that should have been done in the intro sequence in three minutes to four minutes at most, yeah, then you've already eaten up the real estate in the movie that then leaves you with no time at all to develop any characters. So, the other thing as well is that unless they reboot Harley Quinn as a character much further down the line, people are also not going to take the psychological storyline seriously because she's been introduced as just this bubblegum like character that goes along with a bubblegum joker that like they're not plausible or credible in the same way that Nolan's ones were um, mm. they're more flashy and bright and just slogany and t-shirt printy, money printy so anyway okay, we spent too long on this it's just shit yeah it's just shit it's a three three 3.5 out of 10 for me maybe a 3 uh, it annoys me so much that, to be honest, it's probably more like a one.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's a number two for me. September.
0: The Light Between Oceans.
1: Never saw what? it. What?
0: Never even heard of it, mate. <laughs> one word review. <laughs> what?
1: Eh. Men, men who haven't seen anything. <laughs> hey, if
0: anyone's losing the will to live at this point, then... Um, fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> go and do something that will keep you alive. Um, did you see that movie Morgan?
1: No, from, didn't want to. I thought it looked really bad from producer, uh, Ridley Scott. I think it's by his son or something. Ridley scrot.
0: <laughs> oh, Ridley <laughs> scrot.
1: <laughs> oh, where did he come from?
0: I think, I think if you say a word like scrot, I think, uh, Sean Connery's got to arrive on the scene. <laughs> yeah. Did somebody say scrot How, I may, sure be a, did, Sean. how may I be of Shavish? Um
1: Okay, so September. Can you just come and spice September up a little bit? Because looking at the list, I've hardly seen anything. So yeah,
0: I mean, I've
1: not seen anything from this. So we're going to need a bit more Sean, I think, in September. <laughs>
0: Uh, might as well Sean until September uh, right okay so uh, Disappointments Room it had uh, Kate Beckinsale in it she looked very attractive the rest of it is probably pointless um, yeah
1: her- a bit like this
0: podcast <laughs> did you see it no excellent uh, Bridget Jones's baby I was outside of the Leicester Square um, premiere for this I didn't bother seeing it <laughs>
1: I haven't Uh, seen it
0: (laughs) Blair Witch by Adam Wingard who's the uh, guy from a whole bunch of quite cool films yeah so you've not seen that is that correct
1: I'm not not just I just wasn't bothered I liked The Guest that was awesome like really good amazing film but I didn't like Blair Witch the first time round I didn't get it (laughs) but you've been
0: you've been dealing with found footage
1: movies ever since yeah exactly it's been a nightmare Fine uh snowden did you see that about Tehaka? About <laughs> uh snowden No. Nah. or is it about the mountain
0: uh yes, it's about uh mild three <laughs> three years <coughs> <three> so <coughs> hour d- uh, track up a small mountain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you just inhaled a bit of honeycomb
0: yeah, uh you caught me with the snowden joke so. Um, I also caught my own throat with honeycomb. <laughs> yes, it's about a small trek up, one of the more manageable of the climbs in Britain's highest peaks.
1: Yeah. And one which I did this year, so I give that an 8 out of 10.
0: <laughs> what, the mountain or...?
1: Well, the film about the mountain.
0: Okay, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the like lead climber.
1: Yeah. We um, gotta make it, we're gonna make it. Does he speak my? Like that? We've been climbing for 90 minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> I've run out of Kendall Mincake. <laughs> hey, I don't have any 3G. What? <laughs> oh god, there's a Pokestop stop right at the top there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so who is this directed by? Oliver Stone, right? Oliver Stone, yeah. Oliver Stone. It's weird, because. I mean, he's doing quite a sort of political things. for it. So for him to make a, a film about uh, a man just hiking up one of, you know, Britain's more easily manageable paths is, I guess, a disappointment to many. They would have thought he would have done something maybe a little bit more, you know, US threats and government conspiracies. You don't you do expect that kind of thing. So moving on anyway.
0: I, I mean, it should be noted that um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt does play Bernie Sanders, on the on on a routine sort of holiday break after the campaign trail uh, just across the UK for a wee bit of a hike The Magnificent Seven Uh, no got a hell of a lot of advertising but uh, certainly didn't work on me
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay you you had your guards up against that one wasn't Brent out this in September as well Brent yeah I think so Brent Life on the Road yeah Well, I saw that one. How was that? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It wasn't as good as Alpha Papa, the Alan Partridge film, but it was good. The only thing is that with The Office and extras and Derek and things like that, he normally has like a really good ensemble of characters around around his character. So you've got you know at least three or four other funny people in it or other good characters. I think that the main problem with Life on the Road is that it centres on David Brent... and they bookend the film with bits inside the office... and when they do, you kind of go... ah yeah, that's why David Brent's so good... because when he's in the office... He writes maybe three or four other colleagues in there who were clowns or arseholes or whatever for him to bounce off. But when he's with the band, so he goes on tour on this like really crap tour of like the outskirts of London. His band are all basically just a band and they're too cool for school and they they don't really have any personality between them anyway. None of them are, are funny like they're just a cool band if you know what i mean and that's that's sort of the running joke is that they just cannot be arsed with him they're just doing this for the money but what it does mean is is that every joke kind of has to land on david brent and it's maybe a bit too much so whereas alpha papa still had like loads of really funny characters all the way through it new good characters old good characters and every you know there was a load of cool stuff in they had psychic simon and all that kind of stuff with Life on the Road you really just had David Brent and it
0: I agree with all that I think, I think uh, it struck me that basically the band are um, so you can get session musicians to just if you pay yeah. them they'll they'll be your backing band they'll learn all your tracks yeah. which is what he did but yeah. it also seems like what he did as Ricky Gervais when casting the characters he just like paid yeah. session musicians to be the band and then yeah. told them to say some lines they're not, yeah. they're not actors it. and you can tell right.
1: yeah yeah yeah. score. How are you? Life yeah. score. I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. Life score. Out of ten. Yeah. Life score. Pro- probably like a th- a four. Can you
0: update the entire uh, jingle to say year scores?
1: No. I might I might just say year when it says life, but I won't edit. Life out, so it will just sound really weird and shit. Okay, good. so that really weird, so that really weird shit jingle you just heard—that's what happened. Okay, Ollie, what's your year score? Twenty sixteen. Sounds like you've got a mouthful of honeycomb. Correct. Hey, look. Now I know it's cool to say twenty sixteen was shit. You know, obviously, lot there's been a lot of very talented people pass away there's been a lot of crap things happen in the world Um, you know political and uh, other (laughs) but it's for me personally look it's been a great year what can I say it's been it's been good Um, I'd say 8 out of 10
0: okay well that's really interesting it would be great if you could elaborate
1: okay so I'm in I'm in my new house okay Kids are doing really well. I've got uh, two great cats. Obviously I'm I'm in a relationship now, Ian. Wait, wait. <laughs> lads, lads, lads. etc I hope you don't mean with me. <laughs> um Nah. Not not really. <laughs> um a Yeah, tight, I've been I've done board. I've done a load of good stuff. This you listen, I climbed Snowden. <laughs> I think in fact I think with Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I think Oliver Stone has actually made a film about it this year. Um, so I've done that. I've been to a lot of good gigs, which has been really great. We went to uh, Lithuania with um, friend of the friends of the podcast, Pete and Tim, uh, which was a lot of fun. And I've just really? I've just been doing a lot of things, mate. Can I say? And we've started the podcast. So and that seems to be giving me a lot of pleasure. Have you got talking? A raging semi. No, because like I've, like I've previously explained, you can't have a raging <laughs> semi. It's just physically impossible.
0: <clears throat> but but it, if it's at half-mast to the the fullest extent, it can be half-mast before it drifts yeah. over into full-mast.
1: Yeah. Thus, it is a raging semi. <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree but fli- no fli- uh, flickering
0: and almost yeah. bouncing into life as a a non <laughs> yeah yeah almost trembling at the the proposition of maybe becoming a full-on <laughs> full-on
1: <laughs> oh, a full mate.
0: Oh, mate I've got a full one <laughs> a full <laughs> okay uh, my years what, what was your actual
1: number Ollie and it was an eight an eight yeah okay you alright mate yeah it's been really good mate it's been really good cool
0: well I'm I'm riding high at this point because I've had a good bit of time off to chill out and do absolutely nothing the one downside is that I do have a sore throat and I've got a bunch of like real sinus pain and sore muscles but that's right now and we're talking about the culmination of the entire year Um, yeah we started the podcast Good, I'm happy with that. Uh, it seemed uh, I'm getting a lot of pleasure from it, yeah. In work, I got a promotion, which I'm pretty pleased about. Um, I went off to Copenhagen <laughs> and I was in yeah, Lith- on your own. uh, with you and them, lads. Yep, um, both like I mean, easily six to seven hundred pictures, uh, were taken there, which, yeah, for me is a good haul. Um, yeah, love it. L-U big V little I big T um, yeah uh, Bad Sides probably did a bit too much overtime this year should lighten up on that and just not do that in future uh, but I think like um, overall it was on balance but yeah I'm pretty, pretty happy mate. yeah pretty happy awesome so what's your number uh, you're going to uh, put me down for a number
1: yeah I'm putting you down for a number
0: Listen, whatever the number is, I'll shine the document. (laughs) I need this like I need a hole in the head. But I'll do it anyway because I need the money. Give me the number. Okay, whatever. Nine, eight, seven. Okay, six. I'll do do it for six. (laughs) Um, No, for me, it's probably 8.5.
1: Oh, mate, come on. You've you just put the 0.5 on there just to one up me I wanted to 9 it but
0: you'd be like "Mate, alright it's a a 9
1: there's no way it's a (laughs) 9 there's no way your life is a 9 see
0: looking at your life right now it's certainly not a (laughs) 9
1: okay Uh, yeah I feel quite ill right now Um, I've been really ill as well been having weird ill ones <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay shall we move on from life scores?
1: and i feel really disgusting as well at the moment because it's like this is like the week after christmas so we're betwixt christmas and new year's and basically i've just eaten shite and i just feel gross yeah. so in the new year and we, we look we'll get around to new year's resolutions in our 2017 preview but in the new year definitely going to start eating a lot more salad
0: <laughs> Ollie I can't wait for a new you in new year Yeah, um, Ollie 2.0
1: um, it's happening
0: I'm absolutely salivating at the thought of a new you in
1: 2017 salad salad vating <laughs> you've got you're, you're, you're looking forward to it so much you've got salad coming out of your mouth
0: cumin out of my mouth yeah along yeah. with some honey gum
1: alright, shall we move back into Mo- Boves? right so let it be known, I haven't seen anything in this next month so okay. let's go,
0: let it be known that in this last three months of 2016 there are very few that we have seen um, and that's also because of the fact that like once they're at cinema it does take a couple of weeks to get caught up with what's going on, also should just be said that this year a lot of the cinema trips that I've been making I've been like just jumping at the chance to get to go and see old films old shit yeah. yeah so like um so Alien and Ali's Aliens Aliens yeah I saw Dune or yeah Dune so those types of things if you get a chance to see them are always really good and there's, there's quite a few little um, well
1: Goodfellas Goodfellas is being re-released in January so I will certainly be going to see that
0: and also your favourite Christmas movie It's a Wonderful Life was re-released and charted this month um, wow so there you
1: go so that's basically excuses out of the way let's just let's just rattle through these then come on
0: since we've not seen them why don't we just uh, for October why don't we just give one word reviews on each of these or okay. or, or one word opinions based on no facts
1: okay sounds perfect
0: American Honey no Oh, maybe though. You've you've not seen anything to do with it. I have. But it's um, on my buff, my shuns, my shuns, shun. Yeah. And Andy, he's your boy. Look after him.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Look, he's squinting uh, with or monkeys or in it. the fucking trees.
1: <laughs> she CG monkeys. Yeah. She.
0: She. She. she, she, she. Computer monkeys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, Okay. moving on. Girl on the train? Uh, Thought it looked shit. Yeah, it does look
0: shit. Um, Fine. I think we're agreed.
1: Uh, Agreed. Shit agreed. Shit agreed. The accountant? No, don't want to see it. Benafleck? Benafleck, no, I've not seen it. I don't want to see it. Okay. Jack Reacher? Never go back. Reach around. Jack Reach Around.
0: (laughs) (sighs) I can't be bothered, but basically Jack Reacher is the uh, sequel to Jack Reacher. (laughs) Yeah. And now now you can never go back. One thing I've heard about this is that the... Um, waiting of how important um, Jack Reacher is versus his female compatriots is very good, and the fact that they can actually all look after themselves rather than him being like a mad, mad heros on his own. Keeping up with the jo- says
1: is Jones's. I- don't even know what that is
0: it's a terrible looking film with I think Gal Gadot and Isla Fisher and I honestly don't even know oh, who yeah, the oh yeah yeah are.
1: yeah no, no. It, it looks from what I remember it looks like a it, aren't they kind of like weird
0: Mr. secret and Mrs. agents Smith. as
1: well yeah Mr and Mrs Smith slash true lies something like that yeah although, yeah. although slash bad neighbours
0: yeah but I mean it's not really true lies because only irony is a spy in that yeah but he's
1: having to kind of keep it under wraps or
0: we'll keep you under wraps um,
1: would you would you still like to see A True Lies 2 oh yeah man yeah why hasn't he done it why is he farting around in his submersible because he's in the middle of Avatar and why is he making how many more Avatars have we got to have is it like another five or something he's, yeah he says it's like because
0: people assume a trilogy and he's not even got the second one out. But oh, now it's going to be a five trilogy. Oh <laughs> man! Whatever a five is.
1: Whatever a five is. I I don't know. I mean, look. I I saw it's ever it's that one. Awesome. Just it's just, it's ever that two. Ever that three. I don't
0: know. Ever that four.
1: And then Avatar, the last one. Cinco the, No, they make the V massive. Yeah, that would be... Because that's, that's five in Roman numerals. But it would be lopsided off to the
0: left. It would be a... Yeah. It'd be sort of asymmetrical logo. And I don't think yeah. James Cameron's really into that sort of thing. Yeah. You're certainly not
1: into that sort of thing.
0: Okay, uh, I'm going to skip a few. Inferno.
1: Oh, the the, uh, the Tom Hanks film. Dan Brun. Dan Brun no. Um, and I have actually read The Da Vinci Code... <laughs> And I hate to admit it, but I have read it. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking awful. Um, but no, I don't know. Did did is Inferno supposed to be not bad or something? I don't. I don't no, know. It's
0: it's just that they took the Da Vinci Code off the name so that people associate it with the shit stuff a little tiny bit less. Right. Okay. Um. It is made by Ron Howard though, and this year I also saw Eight Days a Week, the um, Beatles movie. Yeah. Now what I'll see is what I did see was pretty good but what I yep. didn't see was the end because the projection of it kept cutting out and I just gave up and got my money back. <sighs> yeah so I'm a little bit annoyed that all I can do now is watch it on DVD
1: was that the same cinema where I had some popcorn and then had a mad allergic reaction and had to go home (laughs) that's correct yes that is
0: the same cinema that shall go unnamed Uh, but it's having some union based uh, living wage issues at the moment Um, so October done 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 November
1: done slash dusted (laughs) okay (laughs) Dr. Stranget yeah, uh i saw doctor strange and and it's uh as discussed on on the last sode this is my preferred type of marvel film so it's focusing on one character only rather than eight or nine characters um even though marvel do do do, do a good job of do a do they do do do, do, a, do a good job of introducing them all in their own separate films I, I prefer the separate films rather than these like crazy ones where they're smashing everybody together but Doctor Strange was good um, enjoyed it really good special effects like wow well, good special effects mate um, a bit like Inception but here's the here's the weird thing directed by the guy that did Hellraiser Inferno excellent yeah what do you think what you make of that
0: well that sounds like I'm going to go see that though. Yeah. and also I heard that it is very um, well, it's very sort of psychedelic
1: yeah uh, that's that's what it is I'm up
0: for that so I've heard that it's psychedelic but the trailer didn't really tell me that and that would have been something that made me go oh that looks interesting but instead I just saw that effect where they fold the city in half and I'm like okay well I've yeah. seen that in Inception so why are they stealing that that's a crappy like copy and <laughs> that's what put me off that's my opinion on that
1: ah right okay Yeah, it shouldn't put you off because it it is actually pretty good. Although what I would say is that it has got some really corny moments in it that are a bit too, not really, cringe-hard moments. Like, (laughs) oh, my God. Um, But other than that, it's actually a pretty decent film. Enjoyed it. Cringe-hard. Move on. Cringe-hard. Okay, so
0: that was cringe-hard. Trolls,
1: meh. Kids watched it earlier in the week and they were absolutely howling at it they thought it was amazing so there we go okay yep they loved it and it and actually from the first 10 minutes that i watched with them before i had to go and edit the last podcast um it actually looked really good like it did look pretty good like the the humor was decent it it it, i don't think it's the crap kind of weird rubbish tie-in that it looks like it is it actually seems like it's a pretty decent kids film with some good adult laughs as well so okay. um, and you know Timberlake w- seems pretty decent in it uh-huh. you know good good voice you can't you can't deny that don't care <sighs>
0: move on Hacksaw Ridge Mel Gibson's want to see it next one yeah I want to see that as well okay let's move on Arrival
1: yeah uh, pro- probably <laughs> number two film of the year for me really liked it loved it so it's a number two it's a number two it's a big jobby (laughs) okay Um,
0: I'd like to talk about that more but only once
1: I have seen it yeah I haven't got much more that I can say about it without completely ruining it for you but I enjoyed it
0: okay Um, Billy Lynn's
1: bloody loved it Billy Lynn's long halftime what yeah
0: you don't know anything about that nah it's like an IMAX full 7D mad Three thousand K camera shenanigans. That's like all three
1: D all the way through. Yeah, make three D from start to finish. Michael Bay would be over the moon.
0: We're going to need more three D in the middle of the stadium.
1: Okay, okay. we need need three D here, please. Come on, we get three D over here. Come on, <laughs> these amateurs. We need more three D. Three D on set.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like quiet on set or three D <laughs> on set. <laughs> and, and everyone like closes their eyes and like wishes to be a fully formed uh, 3D objects.
1: 3D onset. Everyone's like,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I am. I can even. Everyone's just
1: side. like pointing their fingers like really spikily at people's faces, like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone like moves their eyes from left to right in front of the fingers just so they Whoa. understand the depth.
1: Yeah. Uh, fantastic beasts and where to find them Uh, not bothered Um, saw the trailer in it and it just looked like an absolute mess um, of things just flying around and yeah I don't know just wasn't wasn't taken aback by it
0: I'm sure it has um, you know some of the magical qualities that the other films do but it feels like a sort of if they were giving up on Harry Potter why did they just properly do it I think it's because billions and billions of dollars are to be made uh,
1: yeah. um, Manchester Sea. I don't think it is no <laughs> I think it's pretty much landlocked
0: ok uh,
1: nocturnal animals uh, probably like an owl or um, know, yeah an owl or a bat
0: a streetcar named Bob
1: a streetcar Cat sorry <laughs> um no i've 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 I know of this, and I do know of nocturnal animals as well. It's the Tom Ford film, and it looks pretty good um so street cat named Bob, not really, not really keen, no, I love cats obviously, but um i don't I didn't think it looked that good sorry. Um, the only thing that appealed to me in that was the fact
0: that the bus that features heavily in the trailer is also. <sighs> the one that I get to work every day <laughs> yeah um, I mean actually that's not even really that appealing no um, okay Manchester by the sea I do actually think it looks really good Michelle Williams and Casey
1: Affleck um, but... but just geographically weird correct yeah we'll move
0: on Moana
1: uh, or Moana going... I will have seen this by the time the podcast goes up so I've I've promised the uh, Little Johnsons that we can go and see Moana um, I've heard not really just the Little
0: Johnson them. singular
1: no <laughs> just me with sitting in the cinema <laughs> at, at half, half mass, mass. <laughs> no um, so I'm going to see take Rosie and Eric to see Moana um, and it, I'll, I'll have done this already I liked Frozen as well so okay.
0: I actually think it looks great too but we'll move on yeah um, yeah this is I've moved on to December because I wanted to just skip on a little bit more quickly
1: okay so thank you for that Singh looks good
0: I think the trailer looks terrible mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> care to elaborate Brilliant. no not really I just look, I like I like the uh, I like the look of it and I've been following uh, I guess we both probably have in a way following the development of the of the film a little bit via Adam Buxton's podcasts I
0: vaguely yeah vaguely
1: yeah uh, because the director has been on there a few times and has spoken about it so I guess that makes me a little bit more interested to to watch it Um, I think it looks alright I'd give it a go okay I mean but no no other no other opinions other than other than that I guess
0: hmm sure
1: can I have I've got no more opinions I'm sorry
0: Uh, the annoying thing was that the trailer just gives all of it away yeah so like the elephant who can't sing well you see that her entire struggle is to like eventually be able to sing in front of an audience and then yeah. in the trailer you see her do it
1: yeah yeah exactly so I, what's the point spoil that then haven't they
0: yeah and I'm spoiling it now anyone that's going to go yeah. watch it the little elephant that's going to try really hard to sing yeah it can sing yeah it's it fine it, it'll be totally by the fine. end of it it'll be
1: yeah
0: don't bother. It's finished. La La Land. That's we're kind of verging into next year actually now. Yeah. La La Land. Um, I'll go
1: see next year. Well, Rosie's been talking about La La Land quite a lot. Um, she's mentioned it more than twice, and she's well up for it. So um, I don't know whether it's supposed to be a suitable for kids film or not. I'm unaware.
0: It does look wonderful. It looks. It yeah. looks like a film that probably, if I came out of it, the things that I would say are very similar to the man that runs the board game shop that you visited. And I would say, the dancing is delightful. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are delightful. The story is
1: delightful. I think when we were talking about the trailer, I may have offended you because I said, yeah, Ryan Gosling sort of sounds a little bit like Kermit the Frog when Kermit sings and you're like whatever mate sure
0: so now everyone listening to the podcast will also have that in their mind when they watch it yeah Ollie you are a twat <laughs> the same way that you ruined Judgment Day by saying that John Connor sounds like Bart Simpson yeah um, although actually in truth that hasn't ruined anything for me because I do continue to re-watch it with regular reckless abandon
1: yeah <laughs> oh, mate, I'm just going to put it on. I don't care. I don't even fucking care. Uh, don't give a heck. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do
0: it. I'm <laughs> going to watch it. And heck. So few, don't give a heck, mate. A few others right now uh, that came out, but really the December one was Rogue
1: One. Rouge One.
0: Rouge, one. Oh, mate, I'm so both, Rouge one.
1: So this is, I guess, the last one we need to talk about, but we've, we've both seen this now what did you think right.
0: well just before we get into it i also saw oh. captain fantastic which hasn't appeared on our list I no. highly recommend it to people because i'd say it's an 8.5 for me uh, wow. it's about okay. a homeschooling father that looks after his children in sort of oddball ways that are not the sort of common way to do it um, as far as society's concerned
1: do you uh, think that i'd like it
0: I don't know I think it's interesting because it flip-flops on what you what I felt I was meant to think about the schooling techniques of this father and like what you should yep. really do and actually you know what I think the, Vigo yeah and I think um, he's great he's great the The guy who plays the son is really good in it actually and in fact no all, all the kids in it are really good I think um, okay I think what's good about it is it leaves it open like it flip-flops on how it's Sort of politics and narrative, or explaining it. That by by the end of it, you're kind of like, oh, what, like what is my own opinion on this? And it's good oh, because it okay. kind of, sort of leaves it open. So maybe you would not like it, Ollie. I'd certainly say yeah. add it through your watch list and come back to me with an opinion.
1: Okay. So Rogue One, Rouge One. What you're saying, W Y S R E, Star Wars story, Rouge One. The Rouge One.
0: Um, I'd say. It's seven
1: point five eight for me. Okay. Okay. That's higher than I thought you'd you'd score it. Oh no, I, I really liked it. I thought it yeah, was um,
0: wasn't as good as last year's offering. Okay. Um even though thematically it's a lot closer to the type of thing that I would choose to watch myself. It was a lot darker yeah. and had a lot more <sighs> going on. But darker, mate.
1: I've got any of that darkness. Got um, any of that. Darker films, mate. No, darker, darker. Oh, mate. No, too dark, too dark. Get any of that darkness? Can you turn some of
0: that light off? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Turn down the opacity, please. Uh, Put some
1: sunglasses on, mate.
0: Up the opacity? God knows. Anyway, so (laughs) the actress, who's the main actress in the film?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Agree. Yeah, the main actress, yeah. Felicity
0: Jones has actually been yeah. in an interview saying that early on she was shown some of the set pieces in concept art. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's another thing where these like amazing bits are just built from concept art. Like, yeah, just tell the story rather than work it around concept art. But I feel like it was actiony enough. I was pulled yeah. along through the story. I, there wasn't one pulled second off through the story. That would have made it probably a nine and a half. Um, Or maybe an 11. Uh, (laughs) Last week, you told me, everyone's familiar with the 11-point scale. Everyone's familiar with the 11-point scale. So tell me what your
1: score is out of 10. (laughs) Yeah, because it goes from zero to 10.
0: Okay, I thought it was good fun not for a moment during it did I think I want to not be here or did I think about anything outside of the cinema my eyes were glued to it so it did bloody great it wrapped me up in the world and I stayed there for the entirety of it okay but I have a bunch of gripes here we go here we go but I mean I've got a big list and I'm sure you do too
1: no carry
0: on okay so the part where they go sniping um, for one of the characters... Yeah. Um, we'll try and skillfully avoid
1: too much... Spoilers. right? Or we could just spoiler it and just tell people to fast-forward five minutes if they don't want to be spoiled.
0: Okay, well, then in that case, let's do that. If you don't want to have this spoiled for you and you still need to go and see it in the cinema, then A, you're very slow, get on it. And yeah. B fast forward a little bit now. So it was lucky that the death squad thing was happening at the back door just at the time when they were going up to do the uh, snipering thing. That yeah. that was a little bit annoying. Like it was very... Too
1: coincidental for you. Very
0: coincidental. Um, and also very... Oh, wow. This like back door has like very... Um, attractive imagery and uh <laughs> like it, it's it's great that this this looks just like an ideal piece of concept art from both the vantage point of those about to be shot and uh
1: yeah.
0: from the vantage point of the sniper. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and then also the ten minute indecision about whether he was or wasn't gonna pull the trigger just pissed me off. Like the fact that he was trembling with his finger on the trigger for so long it's
1: a big, but, you know, it was a big decision can you can you remember when we were walking around London and like trying to figure out what we were going to eat and that was about 45 minutes so you know and that was just over a pizza
0: I know but the fact that you ran up there with the gun he knew what the option was and he took himself there and didn't do it
1: yeah if, I suppose he was just having a little bit of a human moment
0: He's a dick.
1: Yeah. Um, Next gripe, gripe, gripe three. Go, go on.
0: Did Darth Vader's
1: eyes have a red tint to them before? Yes, they did. Definitely. Oh no. Oh, um, as in, in previous films? Yeah. Don't know. It's a good point, but they definitely did in Rouge One.
0: Oh yeah, I know that.
1: I I know. That's why mm. I'm bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe he just changed them out
0: I think before they were pretty much just like black with reflections yeah. in them yeah. although from from the point of view of um, when Anakin had the mask placed on him in episode 3 yeah the insides of them were all red lasers and sort of computerised and stuff like that
1: and, yeah yeah yeah
0: and also that like, explains it then mate well yeah it does in that but why then in 4, 5 and 6 did it never appear on the outside can't be seen from an exterior view. Anyway, fine, one thing. Little yeah. thing, minor. The droid's accent was annoying and changed, but the droid was also probably the funniest bit of the movie and the sort of light entertainment. But it was annoying yeah. because at the start, it had one accent and then it seemed to then change through the movie. Mm.
1: Don't think I noticed that.
0: Uncanny Valley, Peter Cushing yeah, and okay. Carrie Fisher. Peter Cushing's character could have... it it turned out after like four or five six different scenes where he was in it it's like okay this is quite a substantial part for this character to play Um, and if if you're going to rely on that being CG then you've got to be sure that it's really good and Uh it was really good but it just wasn't real and the the fact that I'm even having the conversation takes me out of it like when you're sitting in the cinema going oh yeah that that looks good you're not thinking about what the character's saying you're thinking about how Peter Cushing's dead and they're trying to make him
1: yeah. real although if they'd have sort of kept him in the shadows a little bit and maybe kind of had like shots of his reflection, so maybe yeah. there was there was like ways of of masking it because yeah. um, it was a little bit like the princess lair at, bit at the end as well it was in full harsh beauty light, light Yeah, which you know is unflattering for anybody, especially a CG image.
0: Yep, agree. I think also, just one other thing on that. Like, I think you're right that inner in reflection would have been better. But there's some a couple of moments where like the character's movement was really unnatural. and It looked like it actually sort of almost like jumps up a frame. Yeah, yeah. I'd quite like to get the DVD and actually look at why that was happening. Like, because I'm certain that there are frames where it goes from like halfway down the screen to like up the screen and then back down again yeah I'm really not sure what the hell was going on with that um, so anyway you sure
1: he didn't do a little blackout I well, it was lucid oh. yeah the other thing as well <laughs> massively lucid <laughs>
0: <laughs> loose that's all uh, Jin yeah. seems to be capable of loads of like mad hand-eye coordination skillful fighting techniques and stuff like that the same uh-huh. way that Ray was yeah, in uh, in um, Force Awakens, Ray yeah. was kind of weird because like she just like became one with the Force rapidly. Mm-hmm. Jed is a little bit weird because like she's been in prison for fifteen years or so.
1: So yeah, like they do. Throw, Where's she getting in skills from?
0: She, well, they did throw in the thing with Forrest Whitaker's character of like, oh, you know, I did train you. Yeah,
1: there was that line.
0: There was that one line, but it just felt a little bit incredible like
1: sort of what we really needed was a training montage
0: no just yeah just felt like if you're locked in a room for 15 years you're not going to be as sharp as she was
1: you haven't seen old boy (laughs) I have so he's he's trapped in a room for 15 years and he comes out and he's hard as nails mate so actually your point is invalid
0: I don't know if that invalidates it have I told you that I like old boy I (laughs) I told you I've seen it but have I told you that I like it or think that it's credible I mean I do I think it's fine but that's yeah. not the point so don't assume <laughs> okay. anything so it's salvaged because of that one line but it's almost and, as bad as Ray oh boy yeah. um, production design was incredible I think overall yeah. it was like really really good stuff I think it was like uh, like there is the the design of it and the look of it is so good that yeah, like, that's the one thing that you can really just not fault too much in it and that actually yeah. makes you it makes me want to re-watch it on DVD a bunch of times just to like soak yeah. in what's there and how it looks
1: one thing that I didn't like about it before I get onto the stuff that I did um, was the music I mean I, I do believe that it was scored in a matter of weeks um, because the original composer was off the project at the last minute and I think you can really tell it kind of sounds Star Warsy, but it sounds Star Warsy in a rush. None of it was that mem. <laughs> none, none of Star it was- Rush. Star Rush. Yeah, none of it was like hugely memorable. There was no new themes. Um, I think there was a couple of good moments. There was one bit where Krennic was like walking away, and and it had like a pretty cool theme but I can't actually remember his theme. And I think if it was John Williams, you'd come away going fucking hell. Krennic's theme was like brutally good. Um, And like I said to you already, probably about three separate times through the film, I nearly had a cry. Uh, Two of those... I I think the emotional
0: bits were really emotional and it was good.
1: Actually, but what I'm going to say, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but... Um, the first one and the second one the cry moments were not because it was sad or because it was emotional in any way it was because the action was just so good you're such a and because you're it, such a no the action was I know I don't, good. I don't care Well, the first one was Donnie Yen so when the first scene with Donnie Yen when he was smashing up the stormtroopers well, I love Donnie Yen I think he's amazing and he was my favourite thing in the whole film but when he was smashing up the Stormtroopers and they just let him do it and all the stunts and all the moves he was pulling off, like to see that in the cinema, I was just, it was just exhilarating. I thought that was amazing. And then the dog Exhilarating. It was exhilarating. Um, and then obviously the, the the space battle was in cred scenes and it just, it was so Star Wars, it was unbelievable. And it just made me really happy. That's all I'm saying. It, it, I, I got emotionally involved and then... Yeah, and then there was a couple of character deaths that resonated and I thought, you know what? I'm sad about this. This is, this is sad. This is genuinely a sad scene. Um, but overall, lot, I thought it was really good. Probably, yeah, it might, might be like the best time I've had in the cinema this year. I'm not sure if it's the best film I've seen, but it's certainly the one I've come out buzzing the most.
0: Okay.
1: Biggest buzz of the
0: year. Um, I think... I had a um, massive,
1: massive buzz on.
0: <laughs> got mad buzz on for Star yeah. Rush. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> um <laughs> got a rush on. Um yeah, the emotional bits I thought were good. I thought um who who's the um fella that plays the dad? Mads Mickelson. Yeah, I thought he was great. I think their little house that they had out in the middle of nowhere before they were yeah. picked up again. It's very yeah. Nice and cool and very hig, or
1: whatever. that it was well is well funny. It was well funny how how far away dude landed to walk to his house. It was like ridiculously far.
0: That's again <laughs> you got concept a concept art <laughs> I know. overruling common sense. Yeah. Um, so cu- couple of points I have on it. Just two more points. Okay. Diego There's time is of the We're essence. Diego Luna as Cassian like the yeah. unmoving mouth man I just feel like he was really uh, his performance was crap I thought and there are a whole number of other actors that could have played that character better than he did and also the fact that he just saves Jin at the end like yeah, like she couldn't help herself or she couldn't have a showdown with uh, Krennic herself that I dunno, that just felt like crap to me. That was such a letdown. The fact that she was out on that platform and I was like, Okay, he's going up there. We're gonna have a show down here and it was like, ah, well, you're totally outgunned and outnumbered. Here's a man yeah. to help you. <laughs> that was just I just felt that absolutely ruined the ending for me.
1: And also the tape Mansplain. But anyway, the Vader bit was cool, wasn't it? It was alright. It was what May, as well it was well Jason Voorhees. Yeah? yeah he was like brutal it's like the most brutal Vader's ever been
0: oh yeah sorry in the corridors at the end in the corridor, that that
1: bit was such a high that was such a great like moment but going from that to a new hope now where Vader's doing this weird stilted kind of hands close to his chest fighting style isn't going to be quite as good Um, so maybe they should go ahead and remake uh, all the other (laughs) ones and that would be really great I'd love that (laughs) okay get the uh, guy that did Ghostbusters to do it put some edgy characters in it have Vader with Darkseid on his forehead tattooed in UV ink
0: yeah and uh, have like rather than actually properly empower women and make them characters that are they're all gender fluid important to the storyline just put loads of women in it just just loads but 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 none that have any consequence that would you know that would be brilliant as well I'd love that and you know just replace everyone with dogs yeah dogs that are voiced by Sean Connery and Billy Connolly (laughs) sounds great on the bombshell if you wanted to remake uh, the original Star Wars films what is the score that you're giving Rouge 1 Rouge 1 oh um I'd like
1: eight and a half. okay a, but a strong eight and a half, of, you
0: know. <laughs> Ollie, the strength of the score is in the number. So, you know. Yeah. So that's been the show. That's been 2016. Thanks for following the podcast all year. hope you're having a great, happy new year and you've not had to be in work too many of the days so far on the way up to this uh, weekend broadcast delivery of this pod if you want to chat with us if you want to tell us your opinions on some of the films from the 2016 list or any of the films that you're looking forward to in 2017 we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guys on film on Twitter and Instagram at podcast. if you want to find me specifically you can go to at ultramagic on Instagram and Twitter and if you want to find Ollie go look
1: yeah, just look.
0: Um, no, I mean, Ollie, do you want
1: people to follow you? Uh, it's up to them. we not, you know. Who am I to say? It's it's up to them. Um, but what what I would like to say is thank you for for the lovely correspondence we've had uh, recently from a few a few listeners. Uh, Joachim has her correspondence said some nice words uh Rory McGregor has said some nice words and uh and his mom also supposedly said some nice words um about me mainly about you yeah um
0: so if, if so, our phone number could wing its way across to me anytime soon that would be great
1: yeah um so yeah I mean it's been it, that's been really good actually so um any suggestions you've got for 4X Deep Dives or SEGI ones that you may have. That would be fantastic if you could get in touch with us. RE those. <laughs> What's wrong with your voice? I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Any suggestions for SEGI ones that you may have? Uh... Yeah, I, I, listen, what I'm just saying is we, we live and breathe correspondence and contact. So, um, you know, it was nice. So what I'm saying is it, it warmed my heart to read such lovely things being said about our little endeavour uh okay so um I'm gonna have to go and pick the pick the kids up now so
0: alright cheer up about it go and ask them yeah. some
1: things about their favourite films from 2016 hey no no I'm happy about it but what I'm saying is it's just that hey no nine o'clock. hey <laughs> hey guys no I'm Murray Walker go go go,
0: go. <laughs> Right, okay. uh, Enjoy it. Go and speak to them about their favourite films of 2016. Yeah. That's 2016.
1: Meow. Sorry, I was just talking to my cat. Goodbye. Bye.